0: You know how you go on social media and see people who are really killing it? I kept noticing that about today's guest. Seemed like every time I was on LinkedIn, I'd not see so much of her personally, but photos and wins being shared about her team. And because she's one of our members, I got to hear about the benefits coming from it too. So I called her up and asked if she'd share a few strategies with us. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode 665. Produced by innovate Learning, Maximizing human potential. Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. Leaders are born. They're made. And this weekly show helps you discover leadership wisdom through insightful conversations. This is one of the Saturday casts. A few times a year, I air an episode here on the weekend that's a chat with one of our members. The next regular episode is still coming on Monday. This is a bonus episode. The Saturday casts are sponsored and brought to you by the Coaching for Leaders Academy. The Academy is a leadership development cohort of leaders who work personally with me to develop their leadership excellence, skills, and to empower each other. You can find out more and get an invitation early to apply for the next opportunity for the Academy by going over to coachingforleaders.com slash academy. Today, a conversation about... Social media and LinkedIn specifically, speaking of the academy, one of the common things that our members say in beginning our work is, I'd like to do a better job of representing my personal brand. And doing that online is an important component for almost all of us these days. And the platform that often comes up in those conversations is LinkedIn. How can I do a better job of representing my work, my brand, my team, my organization on LinkedIn? And almost everyone has a desire to do that better, but very few people actually do that well in practice. Today's guest has done that well in practice, has done some amazing things, and I'm so glad that we are able to learn from her. I'm so pleased to introduce Randell Lenore to you. She is an alum of our academy, also a vice president at Fidelity Investments, and she's based in the Chicago area, one of my favorite cities in the world. Randell, it's so good to talk to you today.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Dave. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I've been looking forward to this conversation all week because not only do I love talking to you, but also... You've done some incredibly amazing things with how you have shown up online, and the reason this conversation's even happening is you completed the academy a little over a year ago, and I started seeing all kinds of things from you on LinkedIn, and every day I'd go on LinkedIn and there you are <laughs> and there was a <laughs> post not only from from you but like featuring your team and featuring some really great things going on and I was like, "Wow. What is she doing to make that happen? So before we even get into that, I'm kind of curious, like, you weren't doing that a few years ago. What motivated you to start reaching out and getting more things online on LinkedIn specifically?
1: Well, well, first, thank you for that. That that really means a lot. But yeah, I was in the same space as so many professionals are with personal branding being such a theme uh, for a while. And... I really didn't think of it as being a component of social media until I started here at Fidelity. I had a mentor and one of the, the meetings that we had, he he just outright asked me, like, why, why aren't you posting on LinkedIn? <laughs> and before that point, I really thought about my social media being mine. Like, just like my other, I'm a millennial, so child of Facebook and Instagram and sharing, sharing things there. And I just thought it was my space. Um, and not necessarily my professional branding space. But he encouraged me. I trusted his guidance and, and he just encouraged me to start posting, if it's not anything but like fidelity-based stuff, the, the company that I work for. So I made a commitment to him that I was gonna start posting at least once to once a week. And for a while, it really it was really just like a job post. <laughs> At the time, I was always hiring in my office. So it was just a job post. And then I did a little bit of research to, to really dig into it. And it just expanded from there into this, this whole thing that has really framed my brand uh, with my peers. It's made people want to work on my team and be excited about being on my team. It's given me the Opportunity to be a fidelity spokesperson and have, have be platformed by my organization, and I would say it's a catalyst for a lot of the opportunities by which I I've, I've won awards, even for, for my leadership. So it's really transformed the way that I work, and it's not I think it's just a reminder that it's not just what you do, it's not just your results, but it's how you share your results and and how how you talk about your results. That that really was the push.
0: Yeah, it's been really neat to see the transformation of just what you've shown up with and done online. And I think about, you know, we talk about this in the Academy all the time, and it, you and I have talked about this before, consistency over intensity, right? It's not like any one amazing post on once a, once a month or once a year. It's like consistency, and you've done that really well. And I really want to get into like some of the things that have happened and what worked, but maybe before we even go there, uh, I'm sort of curious, like as you thought about doing this, what, if anything, was a hesitation or you were maybe concerned about or even slowed you down of like thinking about doing this more, thinking about having more of a presence on LinkedIn?
1: Yeah. I think beyond me feeling like LinkedIn was my personal space, I didn't see it as far as the personal branding. I also was a little hesitant to, to just be like one of those people that just posts their, their significant posts for their organization because it, I just wasn't connected to that that type of presence on, on uh, online. No, n- nothing against Fidelity. I think Fidelity is a great place to work. I just think in general, regardless of where I worked, I just didn't really want to be that company stuff. I want my brand to be a little bit more authentic to me. But I expanded what that looks like. So The first hesitation was just getting involved in like, how can I make this a space for personal branding? I think I learned as I started to post more personal things. I think it started with posting articles that I think I was interested in or articles that kind of represent my thoughts on leadership and my thoughts on how we do the work that we do. And then I began to make personal posts and not just me. It was, it was more so like, how can I celebrate The success of my team? How can I celebrate the growth of my team? How can I show people what the culture is like at Fidelity and the culture is like for for my team? And and those two things is really where it started to take off. So I would say a little bit of my hesitancy actually informed the success with the social media and personal branding and social media, because it's not just about fidelity it's about who i am and what i think about as as far as leadership and then it is my team and how can i celebrate that and how can i how can i help them amplify their success and how can i tell a story about working for me in my life here at fidelity
0: yeah and it really is apparent that when you follow which i'll invite everyone to do to to visit your profile and follow you because that comes across like you get <laughs> Yes, you post the things from Fidelity, right? And you post job descriptions, of course, or a job announcements. But also, so many of the posts are like something personal, like a member of your team received their certificate, or someone had a birthday, or someone started new at the office, or there was a promotion that happened. And I feel like I know your team, even though I've never met anyone else on your team, because there's a personal story that's consistently happening. And- those stories are happening in most every organization, of course, but we don't often see them. And you've really yeah. made a point to show those. And I think it's also interesting, too, that you you didn't start there. Like You started with, okay, let me put up a, a job opening you know, once a week, like you said. Like You started with something like, what's easy? What's an easy thing that I can just begin with? Or to share an article I like, that's just an easy place to start.
1: Yeah, I just started with just doing the work. Like, okay, I made a commitment to my mentor, I'm going to post, I'm going to do what everyone else is doing at the very least, <laughs> right? Just post about Fidelity, but with that, I just was was invested in this mindset of personal branding and how can how can I in a tens of thousands, like I think we have 50 or 60,000 people that work for Fidelity. How can I stand out? Not just from the standpoint of me as a leader, but how can I invite people to want to work for my team? (laughs) How can I invite people to want to collaborate with me? And it's incredible how much that LinkedIn engagement has actually supported what my career uh, support and career um, opportunities have been just within fidelity, right? So I have a reputation of excellence and my team has a reputation of excellence just from the way that we communicate those little things. And I think about one of the most popular posts that I made. There are two that I can think of, but one was a younger person that's starting his career in financial services and he had passed his series seven and he's holding a board that we kind of created as a team that said, I passed my series seven and he's looking excited. And if that's something that simple was a huge deal to so many people, huge deal to see him and the identities that he represents, him seeing success here. It's a huge deal to see my team and other people in the organization jump in and say, way to go, way to go, let's go. And, and that was eventually adopted into our organization as like an, an actual image to demonstrate the culture of fidelity. And it was just a little moment that we decided to capture, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It's really interesting because not only have... You, of course, been a catalyst for doing this, but also your team has latched onto this too, and uh, your team has started to post and share things as well, right?
1: yeah, I felt like that was the next phase, so some of them naturally do it just because they see me do it right they've They've joined my team, and they not only do they respect my my leadership and they they they're benefiting from my leadership, their belief in me and what I'm trying to do here um. But some of them model the behaviors that I modeled to them. So some of them just naturally started. But I think it's a really big missed opportunity when you think about encouraging your team to do well, to work hard and to achieve if you don't have the opportunity to celebrate them more broadly. Because where are people being looked up as far as like we're in sales where are people, where are clients looking people up? <laughs> where are future employers looking people up? Where are internal uh, employment opportunities looking people up and connection opportunities, checking on who this person is? On LinkedIn, But people are going to look. So I, I, what I tell the people that are a little slower to adopt is, you know, people can fill in these blanks for you about who you are. Or you can take the opportunity of something simple as LinkedIn and making a post every once in a while to be able to frame who you are to clients, to your peers, to future business opportunities or work opportunities, and it really does go a long way. Something really simple will go a long way for you. And with that, a lot of them have have bought into that, and and they've seen success as well. I, I would say one more thing too is like the hesitancy that I had initially was about why would I give over my social media to my organization? Like that's mine and that's my space. Meaning that I felt like that wouldn't be of any benefit to me, but only a benefit to the organization that I worked for. And there's there's this both and there, like, yes, it's good for the organization I work for. That is also good for me, but. I can also build on that for me. And the thing that my mentor said that really changed the, the game for me was that any network that you develop by the way that you engage on LinkedIn is always going to be yours. You know, it's all, that's your network. It goes with you wherever you're doing. And that really changed it for me. That really changed it for me because we're in an environment where you want to be able to have career vitality and career agility, Your network matters. How you're perceived matters, right?
0: Yeah. And like you said a moment ago, people are going to tell a story to themselves either way, like of interacting with you, of looking you up, of building a relationship with you. Why not be involved in how that story is shaped that they're going to tell because they're going to look you up, especially in a business context, especially in the kind of work you all do. And that may be... Leads me to a curiosity, too of I know that there are there's are some folks who have hesitation of like, okay, I, I don't want to put anything online. both discomfort with that, but also there's some real sometimes concerns of privacy and folks not wanting photos online. I'm wondering how you've navigated that yourself and with your team of entering in a space where people feel like they can and and can engage, but if they don't want to they're they're not able to how, how have you how have you made that work?
1: Um, there's a few, a few thoughts. So in the vision for, for my office and the vision that I share with my team constantly is this idea of reputational excellence. And there's so much that goes into that. It goes into being high performers, being the, the ultimate professionals, being team players and all of those sorts of things that you perform, but then you also want people to be aware of the good work that's going on. And there are a lot of different ways for that to happen, but what's incorporated into that vision is we post on LinkedIn and we take very seriously our personal branding on social media and we see the results from that. So so first is the vision of, of the office and, and most people are aligned to it. If they're not necessarily aligned to it, that's that's fine as well, but there's this momentum and push because of the buy-in from the vision. I care about the brand of the branch. I care about the brand of my my personal brand. I care about the personal brand of my peers. The second thing is you also, you, you should always ask permission before you, before you post a picture and, and ask it in a way where a person feels safe to say no and, and just mention that up front and just say it's okay if you if you don't want to, but this is why I would like to do it. And more often than not, you have yeses. I have people have people say no, and they've been hesitant initially. And oftentimes those people get involved later on. Mm. If it's not for nothing else, but to celebrate the success of a teammate that they have a really close relationship with. And then the third thing is, I think everyone understands in order for people to to see your posts on social media, you need that engagement. So initially I was talking about what I was encouraging my team to engage with my posts Just like, I felt like a a YouTuber. I was like, here's my post. Make sure you like (laughs) it, comment, reshare. And that was just what it was to boost it up to the top of people's timelines. And then they started to do that themselves without me asking them, like, I can remember we had a beautiful fall day out here and we have this lovely space where they just kind of create fall decor. Somebody took the initiative to say, hey, let's take some fall pictures and post on LinkedIn. Now it's just in the water. It's the culture of what we do, right? Yeah. (laughs) But yes, it is important to have a vision. And like, why? Why is that important for us? to create safe spaces for people to talk about their concerns or even opt out or maybe opt in marginally as like, I'll comment, but I don't want to be posted or whatever it might be. But those are things that have helped me navigate the privacy thing. The other thing is you don't have to post personal stuff to, to for that to be successful. You can post thought leadership, like articles and things that you find are aligned with what interests you or what's top of mind for your business. There's so many different ways that don't necessarily mean that you're posting faces on LinkedIn, but people love to see faces. I'm not going to lie. People love to see people having fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And how interesting that some of the people who maybe weren't as excited about that, like as the office culture started to do that more and people did that naturally, like all all of a sudden they were in and and joining it too. And I think one really big thing that you said there, I mean, it's... uh, is just the why behind it. I remember when I was a Dale Carnegie instructor, one of our senior trainers really implored in us, why before what? Anytime you ask someone in a classroom or as a participant or a client to do something, make sure they know the why first. And I hear that really strongly in what you're saying of, this isn't just like, oh, we should put something up on social media because we all know that's a good thing to do, or let's just take a picture and throw it up. It There's a larger why and purpose behind it. Like you said, reputational excellence and setting a brand for your team and for the office and representing the work well there's that larger why and then the tactical things become just really clear and someone decides like oh let's do a fall theme like we want to be out there and and representing what we do well so that's just the next logical tactical step in doing that
1: yeah and i missed the big thing there as far as the the vision and values of my team the other piece is not just career It's not just reputational excellence for career vitality or for clients and for clients to feel comfortable sharing their their financial concerns and dreams with somebody. But it's also because my team really cares about how we land in the community. They really care about that. So a lot of the content that they'll naturally create, the pictures that they're creating and the posts that they're making are aligned with how they want to show that we're in the community and we're in, the, in space with other people and that we want to engage in that way. So an example that that, that same example was like us, us using the fall, the core of the Deer Park Town Center that we're in uh, was one of them. But then sometimes it's just like we volunteered here or or, hey, we're we're at this local chamber event and they know how much their presence and their posts mean to those people. And that's another draw for them. It's just showing up for the community in a special way.
0: Yeah. Uh, This has really taken on a life of its own. And I'm thinking back to where you started with a conversation with your mentor of like him challenging to like post once a week, put up a job description. And you alluded to this a bit ago. A lot has happened since you started to do this. And of course, part of the reason you're doing this is to represent the office while well, you're competing for talent like everyone else is, right? What's happened as you've grown this presence on LinkedIn and have had people following you and representing the office? What does that look like?
1: Well, first, I really nailed my initial objective. So I had a, a task last year is to open and build a team from zero. And I've done that, you know, way beyond what I could have expected. I have a really great, I would call it pipeline, but I have a really great network of people who are interested in working for my team. And I feel like I can create that agility for the people that are currently on my team. If this doesn't work for them, or if they want to move on to to something else, they get promoted outside of my office, that I have somebody ready to go, right? So it gives us a lot of stability. So I I feel really good about what my LinkedIn practice has earned me there. But then also just because I'm I'm posting about my team and I'm posting about different successes or thoughts that I have, projects I'm working on, it's given me a really special platform. And a few of those opportunities have been being able to be on a national platform to talk to clients about their money, especially to talk to women about their money. I've been on celebrity panels. I've been invited to to speak at conferences and I've actually won a couple of awards like national leadership awards. Oh wow. And I truly believe in the hard work that I do. Like like I don't think that this is a, a suppletory for bad work, right? You really have to put in the work and you have to deliver on a high level. But I think one thing that sometimes people struggle with is either the language for promoting what you're doing, or the opportunity to promote it to the right people, and I think that LinkedIn has really provided me that that margin to really accelerate my career.
0: Yeah, it's been really uh, neat to see that that happen as you've done this. And my senses is, is that your heart behind it is really like, hey, I want to represent. The team and the ideas and the things that we're doing and the byproduct is like so many great things come back to you in in doing that. And like you said, you've got to do the work, right? Having a good brand is not a good brand if it's just the brand, if there's not the the work and the results that are behind it. But good work alone, I know a lot of folks think like, well, my good work should speak for itself and it doesn't it's not sufficient in the world today also being able to market yourself and have a brand and i think it's fascinating that like people reach out to you on linkedin out of the blue now and want to come yeah. work for your team and like are reaching out to you even like if there isn't necessarily a position how cool that that's happened where you've got that pipeline of talent that potentially is coming in where if someone does transition for a great reason there's there's right away people who already know the brand of your team what you're doing what you're doing super cool
1: yeah that that is definitely one of the coolest things behind it and the other thing is just as a leader and a leader's heart i've seen So many people on my team benefit from the way that they share their work and their accomplishments on there as well. Somebody on my team just really got a a really special opportunity to travel as part of this, this, this recognition for hard work that he's done. And then I would also say a few promotions out there, a few special assignments out there. So it's not just me that's getting these special opportunities from one, doing the work, but then two making sure that you're sharing the work that you're doing but it's it's been my team as well and that's the biggest biggest thing for me
0: yeah oh it's super cool and and I think like you you really had this why behind it of okay really something I'm trying to do really specific to LinkedIn by the way you and I both interestingly I think both you and I pretty much exclusively use LinkedIn For kind of professional public things going out in the world. And both of us do a little bit on other social media, but it's private. And you've also made a really conscious choice of like, okay, I'm using this platform. To kind of be my public brand, my public message, and I might use something else like Instagram or whatever as like, no, that's where I'm private, or maybe I don't even have a public profile. But but either way, there's an intention behind it. Like, okay, this is the place where I'm engaging in this way. This is the place where I'm engaging privately. It, it comes back to the why, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's also work, right? It's it's it, that's a workspace, so. I, I still have a level of wanting to demonstrate my professionalism, wanting to make community with the work that I do, wanting to broadcast the success of others and, and engage in conversations that I think will make us all better. But then there's also the space for me and my family and my friends, right? And and I, I do think that that's worth being sacred. So I do not have an open uh, Instagram. I don't have an open Facebook in I feel like both are necessary, at least for me. I don't, I don't know that I want to be a public person, <laughs> you know, necessarily where I want to open up all, all of those, those avenues. And I can't say that people haven't tried to add, add me on those spaces, but I'm, I'm perfectly fine with telling people that's, that's for friends and family. Follow me on LinkedIn. That's, that's where you can connect with me, and most people are fine with that.
0: Oh, yeah, and especially if you espouse that and you have a plan behind it, and so many people, of course, don't have a plan. They're like, okay, I'm gonna like post here and I'm gonna cross post there or wherever. And like the real intention of like, okay, focusing on this one platform on what this is trying to do, the larger why behind it, getting your team involved like super cool. Super cool. So the invitation, of course, for everyone listening is I'm going to link up, of course, to Randell's LinkedIn profile. I hope you go and follow her, maybe even connect or send her a note. And I think even if you just visit Randell's profile, look at just some of the recent things she's posted. I mean, what a great template I think it would be, Randell, for inspiration for all of us to do this better. Like, I see what you're doing, and I think, wow, I should be doing more of that just for Coaching for Leaders and the work that I'm doing. So thanks for inspiring me on thinking that way. Because I think the hard part here a lot of times is the getting started, right? Like, what's just something I can do? Could I just put up a job posting once a week? Start there. Could I, Like you did early on, could I share an article that I really liked? And maybe I post it with a link and I just add in a sentence or two like, oh, here's something I really liked to this article. Just getting started. If you do that, a lot of times it kind of, you figure things out, it starts to take on a life of its own. And it's just a really great beginning to, like you said, taking taking ownership over the story people are gonna tell anyway, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and leaning into it because it's really fun also to just share the cool things that are going on uh, with your team, the cool things that you're encountering professionally. Um, there's always a moment to snap a photo or write down a reflection that you can share um, you can celebrate your peers, you can celebrate your team. And it's really that simple, just, just staying consistent with it.
0: <laughs> you know, I often ask people what they've changed their minds on at the end of conversations. And as I was thinking about our conversation today and thinking about just what you've been doing with representing your brand online, your team's brand, if you think back to that first conversation with your mentor about this, of like, okay, you should get on LinkedIn and and you kind of like, all right, I'll make a commitment to do it once a week. If you look back From that day to today, what's one thing you've changed your mind on in this whole process?
1: Yeah, especially when it comes to what I chose to share at work and with my peers and with my team for quite some time, it was just business, 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 which I think I did really well about. And my belief at that time was that personal was for me. You know, and I'm not going to really share personal things. But as I leaned into sharing a little bit more personal, a little bit more personal um, to the level that I'm comfortable with, I learned that that is what people really respond to. And that's what people really want to hear from me to feel more connected to the work that I'm doing. And that's what's driving people to want to work with me on my team. And that's what's helping me add a certain a certain me, (laughs) adding me to the way that I um, celebrate other people around me. So if there's the bottom line is the thing that i changed my mind on is that uh, sharing a little bit of personal or a lot of bit of personal can really do a lot to help with the way that people connect with you as a leader and the way that people connect with your work.
0: Randell Lenore is a VP at Fidelity Investments and an alum of the Coaching for Leaders Academy. Randell, always a pleasure to talk with you.
1: It's been a great time, Dave. Thank you.
0: If this conversation was helpful to you, a few related episodes I would recommend. One of them is episode 285, How to Write a Killer LinkedIn Profile. Brenda Bernstein was my guest on that episode, and we looked at LinkedIn is of course, the important network that it is, especially in the professional space, and how to be able to set up your profile in a way that... Gets attention, And we walked through some of the key principles. We also looked at a number of profiles with the permission of a number of our members and listening community and use those as examples on how to improve. We walked through that in detail in episode 285. It's a great starting point for you. If you haven't engaged much with LinkedIn, or maybe you've got a profile up, but you haven't paid much attention to it, or you don't have a lot of detail there. Good starting point for you is that episode. I've received so many notes about that conversation over the years. And even though it's been a few years since we aired it, Almost all of the principles are still very much true, episode 285 for that. Also recommended episode 495, how to get noticed on LinkedIn. Stephen Hart and I had a conversation about what are some of the strategies you use to share content. Randell, of course, a great example of that. And we talked about some of the higher level strategies on episode 495. So good compliment to this conversation, that advice from Stephen. And then finally, you know, one of the reasons many of us utilize social media, especially LinkedIn, is to be... Be able to get noticed. Uh, in the spirit of getting noticed, I'd recommend episode six fourteen. The way to get noticed by key stakeholders, yes, online is one way to do that. Many other ways too, including leveraging the power of mentors. I love the advice Daphne E. Jones gives on that episode of working with mentors, being able to position yourself well, both inside and outside the organization. Great compliment to this as well. Again, that's episode 614. All of those episodes, of course, you can find on the coachingforleaders.com website. If you set up your free membership, it'll give you the opportunity to be able to search by topic. And one of the topic areas we have inside of the free membership is social media. It's all there's also one on networking. This episode's filed under both. And we have a section in the library for all of our Saturday casts. So if uh listening to Randell has been helpful to you, you may find perspective from a number of our other members and listeners and academy graduates over the years. On the Saturday cast, I love featuring the voices and the stories and successes from our members here on the podcast. I've been doing that very regularly now for a number of years. And if you'd like to dive in on those specifically, just go over into your free membership, click on Saturday cast, and you'll be off and running with lots of conversations. And if, uh, like Randell, you'd like to learn more about the Coaching for Leaders Academy, just go over to coachingforleaders.com slash academy you visit that page and enter your information, we'll make sure you get a early invitation the next time we have applications coming open for the Academy. Coaching for Leaders is edited by Andrew Kroger. Production support is provided by Sierra Priest. On Monday, I'm back with you with Todd Rogers on how to get people reading what you're sending. Join me for that conversation with Todd, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Take care.